Hello and welcome to Second Look, the show brought to you by Outset, where we take a second look at politics and culture. I'm your host, Benjamin Green, and today is a good day. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about good things. I promised that when starting the show, I promised that it would focus on some of the positive things going on in America, since so many people seem to only notice the negatives, and I feel like the past couple of episodes have been not super well delivering on that promise, and maybe been a little too negative. So, today is an all-positive day. Hooray! Now, a major, major, major positive is not having your phone battery die. And for that, I just want to mention our sponsor, Octopod. They have been sponsoring us since day one. They are awesome. Octo-pod.com slash outset. And for a limited time, if you use the coupon code OUTSET, you can get 50% off. And never have to worry about your phone dying again. That is a very good thing. So today, talking about good things, I personally am very excited that it's almost summer. I think that is a very, very good thing. And I'm very much looking forward to this summer. I really enjoy being in school. I enjoy learning new things. But I get really tired of homework by the end of a semester, and I'm ready for that break. Just a few more weeks, gotta push through, and it'll be summer. And also, I saw on Twitter today that Owl City is going to have a new album coming out this summer. And that made me even happier. So, it's time for new Owl City, a break from school, summer's gonna be great. Here in Arizona, in the last election, the midterms in 2014, which were a GOP wave everywhere, it was hugely so in Arizona. Um, The Republicans retained control of all of the statewide offices with new candidates. None of the statewide office holders last year are holding that same office this year. But it was also a GOP wave felt in the legislature. The state legislature is very much dominated by Republicans. And so that proved interesting in some things, such as the schism in the party over Common Core. Uh, At different points, bills came forward to remove Common Core, and it was looking like it was going to be passed, and then it wasn't passed, and all sorts of hoopla over that. Uh, Common Core does live for now, by the way, but specifically in the area of education, the Arizona State Legislators did some great things this session. And I just want to give you, who may not live in Arizona, a bit of an overview of some of the bills that were passed. They're great bills, and you should talk to your state legislators and get it passed in your state. First... And foremost, great news, bake sales live. Under the federal government higher standards for food at schools, 
a lot of states have been banning bake sales, which just stinks. I still remember in elementary school being so excited, my mom would make this coolest thing. She would make cookies and put them on popsicle sticks, and I would bring it in for our bake sale. And um, it was always so exciting to be part of making money for my school, and um, I would be really sad to see that experience go away for all the kids. And plus, who doesn't love some good sugary delightful baking. So Senator, State Senator Debbie Lesko from Peoria sponsored this bill where all of Arizona's public and charter schools are now able to have bake sales. Hooray. Representative J.D. Mesnard from Chandler sponsored a bill In Arizona, families can use dollar-for-dollar tax credits to pay the fee for sports and extracurricular activities. So, for instance, if you are, if you and your spouse owe $400 in state income tax, you can donate $400 to an extracurricular program at your school, and that all comes I, you get that back in taxes. It's a, it's a straight tax credit deduction. So instead of paying your $400 to the state, you pay it directly to that program you're supporting. And that's a really great program, but they expanded it this year, so now you can use that money towards paying the fees for SAT and AP tests, as well as certification testing if you're in a career or technical education class. That's a really neat idea. I remember coming through AP classes and the fees were huge and this would have made a huge difference when I was coming through the public school system. And speaking of tests, a lot of great things happened in the state legislature this session with regards to texting. Texting. Testing. Testing, testing, texting. Boy, That's really easy to slip up over. Uh, Governor Ducey, who just got elected, when he came into office, the first bill he wanted to come through the legislature was a bill that would require high school students to pass a civics test to graduate. I think this is absolutely fantastic. And I think it's especially fair in Arizona. There is a lot of immigration, legal and otherwise, So people are pretty familiar with the idea of taking the citizenship test. It's a common thing to hear about, um, to do. (laughs) And the civics test that high school students are now required to pass to graduate is you must pass 60 of the 100 questions on the U.S. Immigration and Naturalization Civics Test. You can start taking the test when you're in 8th grade, and you get to retake it until you pass. And you can't graduate without passing the test. And I think this is awesome. Arizona was the first state, so it's really cool to see us pioneering the way. And I think this is a lot more fair. Uh, People who come from immigrant backgrounds, I mean, that citizenship test is hard. And you have to work for it if you want to become a citizen. And I think it's really cool to see... This being a requirement for every student who comes through the public school system. I really love it. But 
at the same time, there were we already had a test that was required to graduate in Arizona, the AIMS test, Arizona's Instrument to Measure Standards, is what the acronym stood for. And that was the test I had to take in order to graduate. You had to pass the reading, writing, and math sections of that test. Well, um, that, that bill added in that you had to pass the civics test, but Senator Kelly Ward from the Lake Havasu City District um, introduced a bill that uh, basically just killed the Ames test. I mean, you you didn't have to take the Ames test to graduate anymore. Um, Arizona was actually replacing the Ames test with a test called AZ Merit, and that's in line with the Common Core standards. Um, but it's no longer a graduation requirement to pass the AZ Merit. So we basically just replaced (laughs) one graduation test with another. But in my opinion, it's a huge positive change to have to pass a civics test as opposed to a reading, writing, and math test when your reading, writing, and math should already be tested in the classes you're taking. So if you can pass those classes... Why should you need to be tested again to graduate? Now, Senator Kelly Ward, you probably heard about her from OutsetMagazine.com's profile of her. Or maybe you've heard her on Breitbart or the Mark Levin Show. She's been all over the place lately. People are rumoring that she is going to um, challenge John McCain. And actually, it's more than a rumor now. She started an exploratory committee. Um, to see if she can raise enough money. That would be a really, really tough primary challenge. Maybe one of the toughest ones anywhere. John McCain is very, very entrenched, and while he does have a lot of enemies, he has lots and lots of allies and the potential to raise way more money than a state senator from rural Arizona. So it'll be interesting to see if Senator Ward is able to raise the money to challenge John McCain, and then if she does so, if she's able to beat him out in the primary. I I really am keeping a close eye on this one. But anyway, Kelly Ward, um, she is a very energetic woman. She's very optimistic, very much a hard worker. She passed so many bills this session. I You wouldn't even believe how crazy... Like, I, I can't imagine living life at her pace. Let me just say that. And then when she's not in session, she's working as a doctor, because she's a doctor by trade. So, is it Senator Dr. Ward or Dr. Senator Ward? I don't know which order that goes. But anyway, she passed lots of bills this at this session with regards to education. And I just wanted to go over just three more of them here. She had that no test to graduate bill. But also, schools in Arizona have been awarded letter grades based on 
the standardized test scores. Um, and so if your school does really well at your standardized test scores, you get an A plus rating. And um, it is nice to know how your school rates, but the the prevalence of standardized testing is just kind of crazy. Um, and I've always been a little bit wary of judging schools based on how their students test. It doesn't seem right, because I've known lots of students who were absolutely excellent students, and yet anytime they had to sit in a room and sit still for five hours to take a test and do that for four days in a row sometimes, they would do terribly on these standardized tests. They'd get all A's, but when it came time for the standardized test, it would do really bad. And I feel like standardized testing sometimes is very good, and it's certainly good for getting a lot of information, but it seems to be more of a measurement of how good you are at test taking rather than um, how good you are at remembering and understanding the material that you're taught. So I've always been a little bit skeptical of these school ratings that are so heavily based on standardized testing. Now, as I mentioned a moment ago, Arizona just replaced the Ames test with the AZ Merit test, and so Senator Ward sponsored a bill that gets rid of the letter grading system for schools for the next two years. Um, The achievement data from the tests is still going to be released by the State Department of Education, so you can still go up and look up the data on your school if you really want to do that. But it's going to stop, for two years at least, this notion that kids who take tests better than other kids, the the school they go to is better. I'm of the opinion that every school has great teachers and terrible teachers. And there's really... You're never going to go to a school where every single teacher is absolutely perfect. And so measuring by these standardized test grades just really strikes me as not a good measurement of how good your teachers are, how good the administrative staff is. It's all based on your kids and their testing. And I don't really like that. I think if we're going to have the letter grading system, they should be based on other factors um, in a large amount. Like, it should not be primarily based on standardized testing scores. That can definitely be part of it. Because schools with better teachers are probably going to get better standardized testing scores than other schools. But it shouldn't be the whole thing that grades your school. So I think this is a very positive change. Now, when it comes to public schools, I would argue that there are very few topics as controversial as um, special education. We talk about funding for special ed and whether or not it deserves all the funding it's getting, or maybe it needs more funding. And special ed has a wide variety of topics from physical disabilities or um, speech therapy or gifted education or children with autism or dyslexia. And there, there's, 
a lot of different policies involved with special ed, and they often come up for debate on their merits. And Senator Ward sponsored two bills this session that will help special ed students. Uh, The first one, specifically for students with dyslexia in Arizona to get past the third grade, your child must be reading at a certain proficiency. And if they're not reading at that proficiency, they get held back until they are. And students with dyslexia have had to meet this same standard. And that's not really fair because dyslexia makes it much harder to read. So these students are actually effectively being held to a way higher standard than their peers just to get past third grade. So this bill by Senator Ward, sponsored by her, uh, it does two things. The first is parents who have children with dyslexia can exempt them from that requirement. Um, So it, it puts the choice in the hands of the parents. Maybe the parent wants their kid to be held back, but maybe they don't. So this bill basically says that dyslexia won't hold your kid back to third grade, but you as a parent have the choice. And I think that's a great thing, having choice having freedom, um, putting the parents in charge of their child's education. I think that's great. And the other aspect of this bill that I also think is excellent, teachers are required to have continuing education credits. They have to go to classes, basically, where they can prove that they're learning new skills instead of... um, just getting rusty 30 years after they started teaching. And this bill now allows teachers to go to specific dyslexia training and count that as continuing education credits. So I think this is really cool. My wife is an education major, elementary education, and um, if she were a teacher and had a student with dyslexia, I'd imagine it would be really helpful to be able to go to training to learn specifically how she could help that student the best, but then also be able to use that training toward her continuing education credits seems like a no-brainer to me. And then another benefit of having this specific dyslexia training is teachers might be able to recognize it in students in kindergarten and get help for them right away that would maybe help them be reading earlier, so maybe the third grade proficiency wouldn't even be an issue after all. And one of the best bills that I think Senator Ward passed this session was that parents must be notified if a school restrains or secludes a child. Now, this is something that often comes up in children who have autism, and um, just by the nature of what autism is, a lot of times students have behavioral troubles because they're just different, and different's okay. But sometimes the school has to restrain them. Maybe it's a kid who gets violent 
and would beat up another student. They have to be restrained. Or maybe it's just a kid who's uncontrollable, so they just have to be secluded. That That's okay, and those are, in certain circumstances, those are definitely reasonable methods of um, controlling some of the negative effects of autism. However, if parents aren't notified that that action was taken for their child, it can have very significant repercussions later on. Um, At the Senate Education Committee, there were testimonies where parents shared that their child came home from school one day who was completely inconsolable, but they didn't have the ability to communicate what had happened at school. So the parent was left with a child who was scared and upset, and they had no way of helping them because they didn't even know what was wrong. So this bill, which passed both houses of the Arizona legislature unanimously, requires schools to notify parents within 24 hours if they have restrained or secluded the child. So hopefully no more parents will have to face their child coming home from school and being upset after being restrained or secluded and not be able to help their child. Now, I mentioned before the very positive thing about not having your phone dying while you're on the go. We live in an always connected society, and we've gotten used to doing last-minute communications. Just this past week, my wife was going to be picking me up after work, and um, we hadn't nailed down a location to meet, and her phone died. Thankfully, I sent her a text right before it died, and she was able to... um, see it, and we found a place to meet, and it worked out really well, but we wouldn't have even had to worry about it if she had had with her a portable charger from Octopod, and you can learn more about Octopod at octo-pod.com slash outset, support the show, and for a limited time, get 50% off with the coupon code OUTSET at octo-pod.com slash outset outset. They're awesome. They have great products. And um, I was especially happy to be uh, advertising for them on today's show about positive things. Now, nothing makes a day a good day like starting out with a good breakfast. Um, People have different ideas of what that might be. I, for one, think that Fruit Loops make a perfectly good breakfast. Uh, My wife does not really agree. She usually eats eggs for breakfast. I like cereal. I really do. So a way we compromise is I normally have Raisin Bran for breakfast because it's a healthy cereal, gives protein, and it's very filling, kicks off my metabolism, all that good stuff. Sets my day up for being a good day. Now, my mom, the last time I saw her, she gave me this box. She had an extra box of cereal, and it was Raisin Bran Crunch. 
Now, I was intrigued when I saw this box of Raisin Bran Crunch, and I really kind of wondered if I would like it. It has honey oat clusters in it, in addition to the normal Raisin Bran. And let me tell you, this cereal is amazing. It, like, changed my life forever. I love sugary cereal. You give me Fruit Loops, Reese's Puffs, Lucky Charms, you name it. I love it. it I, I can't recall right now a single sugary cereal that I have tried that I didn't like. Healthy cereals, not so much. Raisin Bran is pretty much the only one I like. <laughs> and it's because I like raisins. Um, and every now and then, I even add sugar to it. <laughs> not very much, and not very often. But anyway... This Raisin Bran Crunch stuff, I feel like, still fits into the category of healthy cereals. And I love it. It is the only healthy cereal I have ever tried that tastes as good as something sugary. My mind was just blown. Like... Enough to make it into a podcast about good things happening. Try this cereal. I really like it. Maybe you will too. Changed my life. And finally today, in our celebration of good things, like summer and a new Owl City album, good education bills, and amazing cereal, can we all just agree that clearance Easter candy is amazing. I was very happy to stumble upon some excellent chocolate seals and have probably eaten entirely too much chocolate, but it was worth every single penny. I really just don't get tired of those Hershey's eggs. That's what I've been eating a lot of. Just some nice milk chocolate... I tell ya, it's the little things in life that make it all okay. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Second Look. I really hope you enjoyed it. You can find me on Twitter at BeGreenAZ. Stephen Perkins is the man in charge at Stephen with a PH underscore Perkins. And as always, check out at Outset Magazine and OutsetMagazine.com. We have a great staff. We're growing. And I'm really excited for the future of Second Look and the future of Outset. Please make sure to rate the show on iTunes. That helps us a lot. And to subscribe in iTunes. That way you make sure you don't miss a single episode. Celebrate good in your life, and have a great week.